Inking, writing, laughing, crying, sketching, drawing, then more crying, trying, crying, feeling it out. Saying that because I don't do something means I don't want to. Like, dude, I'd love to exercise regularly every day. I want to do that. Because I don't doesn't mean I don't want to do it. I'm just a piece of shit. Like, no, that's something that's like uh, somebody told me that about writing. It was like, oh, my nephew came up to me and said, I want to be a writer. And so I asked him, what have you written? And he goes, nothing. And she goes, well, I guess you don't want to be a writer then. And how like that that's cuts. fucked up. It's really fucked up because that really cut me to the core. And how like if I had been that nephew, how disarming that would have felt to me coming to my uncle and confiding in him that i want to do something that's so <laughs> gatekeepy i feel it like. really is why don't you just be like oh, okay well have you written anything no well well let's get started then let's think of something for you to write because the other half of that is is that equation of like oh if you don't tell somebody that you want to be a writer and you just do the writing and they just discover it then the writing will speak for itself but i assume this kid's like 12 i assume he's not like going to just Oops, I dropped my manuscript in the living room. What's that doing there? <laughs> well, I mean, if it was if it was me, I don't have any finished manuscripts, but I remember when I was 12, I was like, I'm going to write the best novel, the best fantasy novel in the world. I'm going to be famous. But did you by tell 12. a bunch of people? Hmm? Did you tell a bunch of people? No, I told two people. Cuz I feel like with the whole stupid principle that he's trying to get across is like the Oh, you you actually succeed and follow through more if you just if you don't tell a bunch of people. I'm gonna start working out soon. I'm gonna start mountain climbing soon. I'm getting ready to mountain climb. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna be your mountain climbing friend. And like the more you talk be- about it, the less you actually follow through. Whereas if you just keep it to yourself and you let your actions speak for your words, which is bullshit. I feel like that could be such a mentality thing because I know a lot of people who say, "All right, I'm gonna do the thing," and then next week they go. All right, thing done, and that's it. (laughs) And I am someone who I tried to get better at not talking about that stuff because I know for me, when I talk about doing a comic, I go, oh, yeah, I got a comic coming out. It's going to be this many pages long. Here's the thing I like the most about it. Here's what it's about. And people ask questions because people are nice and they care. And then by the end of the day, I sit down, I go, oof. Man, yeah, I I clearly have a lot of stuff in the fire because I was just talking about it. So I'm good to not work tonight. And then I just play video games. And then nothing gets done because I keep going, yep, I talked talked about it. There's energy put into this thing. It's like I remind myself how much shit I want to get on a page. And then it's like, wow, I do have a lot of stuff. That's awesome. Well, yeah, by just talking about it, it fills in the dopamine or whatever that would have come from actually doing the thing. So it's like, oh, well, now I don't have to do all those push-ups. I told someone I intend on doing a bunch of push-ups. So it's like I did them, basically. I feel like I fall into that court where I try really hard not to tell people the fun ideas that I have the moment I have them. um, Because... I've found that a couple of my ideas that I've kind of kept to myself and like really nurtured in that way became something cool that I was really proud of at the end. Um, But it's so hard not to want to share all the fun ideas you come up with the moment they come out, you know? Yeah, it is. I feel like it it kind of that, that line of reasoning actually, now that I'm thinking about it is kind of similar to, Oh shit. I had it a second ago um, of, of, 
talking about the thing and what you're like- going through right now is one of the most frustrating parts about podcasting, in my opinion, because all the time I want to let you finish your thought, even when I can tell that you already finished your thought a minute ago and you're kind of like vamping. But I want to give you that time. Meanwhile, I have to just sit on the thought that I have and it goes away and it wisps away like smoke, grabbing smoke. I hate that. Man, I had such a fucking analogy for this shit, too. Whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. Welcome to Feeling It Out with Kyle and Connor. I'm Kyle. And I'm Connor. I'm a a writer, podcast producer, comic producer uh, with generalized anxiety disorder and depression. And I'm a comic book writer and illustrator and sometimes graphic designer Moonlight is a storyboard artist. I definitely have ADD and depression. And uh, a lot of migraines lately. It's been super great. That sucks, dude. I've never it's had a migraine before, but I've, I've known a lot of people who have awful. them. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And this uh, podcast, by the way, the as always, is brought to you by uh, Token Studio Spellslinger. Yeah. Which issue is gonna- 2, which is now available on Amazon. Sorry, I'm going to just be very <laughs> candid real quick. That's totally my, my sweet mother came in the room and then went, it's my boy, talking about <laughs> you. <laughs> so she's I'm waving. So, so take that, podcast listeners. <laughs> you, you emotional baskets of shit. <laughs> One of our anyway. co-producers. <laughs> You're fine. I love you. Now she's fine. She adds yeah. the color to it. It's the stuff that I live for. It's like, wait, whoa, what is that? Who's Toby? I can't wait to track that on the Instagram that uh, we know. also have. Uh, you can finally see Kyle's nephew, Toby. You He's can f- eight years old. He lives with Kyle and Derek. <laughs> he plays basketball. You can finally follow us and uh, actually like keep up to date on when these episodes are coming out on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Kyle and Connor, um, which should make it pretty easy, except Connor spelled with one N. Hopefully it should get you there the same way. But yeah, now we have so a place, too. finally. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody knows, you're, I'm, there's probably, outside of any pictures Kyle takes of me, I'm probably not going to have... <laughs> I'm going to try for the sake of the, the podcast, but I just hate taking pictures of myself. We'll I'll figure give, it out. We'll figure it out. I'll give you the password. We'll figure it out. It only took four to months. Better. So I just With took a selfie media? now. <laughs> Nice. Just to like get used to the idea of being on the internet somewhere, but exactly. I really do hate it. I gotta get used to I've that kind one, of crap. I've got one pose. Anyway, um, Ugh, I hope sucks. everyone out there is doing <laughs> fine on like week seven of quarantine. Is it only week seven? I guess no. it depends on when you started. Some people are no. on like week fourteen. I don't know. I've just been making shit up. Um, okay. Again, I, I I feel very worn from the migraine. There was a couple of times where. When I thought my migraine was getting getting better, I started drinking. So then I just felt worse. Did you want to talk on that? Uh, I just want to forgive my loquaciousness. Ooh, in any what's that shape word, or man? Form it takes positive or negative. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, I I, I know what loquaciousness oh. means, but go ahead and inform our uh, lowest common denominators out there. So to people who are regular human beings who aren't pretentious <laughs> nerds like me. Uh, loquacious just means your your cadence of not your cadence of speaking, but you like you 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 talk you you talk a lot. Um, one of my favorite words 
was circumloquacious, which is something else I also do where you just talk in circles constantly. <laughs> That's and perfect I for podcasts. It. Yeah, it is. It is perfect for podcasts. It's great for me. You can stretch one feeling that you had earlier in the day into 40 minutes of content. It's awesome. Yeah, it is really cheating the system in a crazy way there. I, I love it. Gotta find those life hacks, everybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hashtag the, Kyle and Connor. The mm-hmm. quarantine. The quarantine. Oh, that's our hashtag now. Don't yeah. forget to hashtag Kyle and Connor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I feel like um, the last couple of weeks I've really opened myself up to. I, I, I'll, I'll toot my own horn and say that uh, within my own circle of like uh, media and content and stuff, I try to lean. I find myself leaning more toward like uh, f- philosophy more and more as I'm as I'm getting older, and I'm not really reaching out for it. It's just in my video games or in my TV shows or in my movies. The web has now expanded to a point that I'm now accepting these kinds of more like. I really I don't know the kinds of words to use without making it sound hippy dippy bullshit, but um like there was this game that I think I've talked about on here called Everything, um, and a video game more recently, Disco Elysium, that I've been playing mm. the cramp out of. Um, the Red Strings Club I played uh really recently, which is more of a cyberpunk uh thing. And I'm mostly just like throwing out a, a wide uh, net of all of the things that I've been watching, like Midnight Gospel on Netflix, which is an amazing show that I won't get too into because Mr. Connor here has to uh, watch it, but maybe that's something we can do. We can watch it together. Well, like I'm on, watching it tonight. Like on Netflix, you go one, two, three. Okay, well, we'll figure it out. The yeah. first episode's pretty great, but as as much as I'm like expanding my mind, it's... I. <laughs> I feel like it's 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 opening up a can of worms in in a way like I don't know my fiance and I have been talking about specifically the idea yesterday that that kind of threw me for a loop is I've been opening myself up to these uh spiritual like gurus these people that have made uh names or identities for themselves as those who can like who have the secret or just have a perspective, a like, I'm not looking for the, the Tony Robbins people who are going to tell me like, this is the five secrets to being the best CEO you can be. And uh, this is how you own another yacht. I'm looking more for just like, I'm not a very like religious person. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. I don't know if it's really no. related to the podcast, but uh, I, I'm like, quasi agnostic i've always identified as the deist ticking clock theory have you heard of that no so um the the theory is essentially uh that there is a god entity uh whatever form that is and it did create uh like the big bang and has had absolutely no input since and has been sitting back and watching not watching whatever but the point is that the the answer to what the hell was like before the universe, well, it was God, whatever you want to call that. And then the moment like creation happened, he has it has done nothing, absolutely nothing. So the, the Bible is like great stories and wonderful like morals here and there. But like religion as defining like God itself, that's what the deist clock, the deist ticking clock theory is. And I've always kind of consign myself to that um that's cool i didn't know that that had a name i should have assumed yeah i i don't know i feel like it's it's as close to being atheist as i can be without 
uh, it's I, I don't want this to be the religion episode, but it's it's like the one thing my mom told me, which was like the one thread where I was like, oh, well, maybe I am a little bit religious, was uh, if you're trapped at the bottom of a well and no one knows you're there, no one's finding you, like, who are you going to talk to? And at this point, I'm thinking like, well, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to talk to myself. I'm going to register. Like, I'm going to accept what I can. And rather than like an because I feel like philosophy and spirituality and religion is all looking for an easy answer. And I guess what my easy answer, the form that's taking of what I'm looking for, is a perspective that makes sense of what's already here. Like, I don't believe that there's there's some secret thing that I don't know about that someone else does. And when I know it, it's going to change my life and perspective. It's just like someone out there knows the combination of experiences and words to communicate a different side of the exact same thing that we've all been looking at our entire lives. And we just didn't realize, Oh, there's another side of this exact same thing. And that's where I feel like Alan Watts is a really great philosopher and Jay Shetty is less and others like I yeah Jay Shetty and like Ramdas who uh, I'm learning more and more about now Swami Ramdas as his like just be here now mindfulness uh, kind of mentality but the thing that I'm getting toward is that all four of these people Tony Robbins Jay Shetty uh, Swami uh, <laughs> Ramdas and uh, and um, <clears throat> Alan Watts all charged money, some of them are dead, charge money to to learn their teachings, you know? They sell books, they sell tickets to their lectures. Like, you have to pay to, to get, quote-unquote, enlightenment from these people. And something about that, like, something about my fiancé Derek lumping Tony Robbins in with Alan Watts and I, I, that it just made me think, like, are they truly then trying to help people? And if, and if, is that even possible? Cause the alternative is him being like, is, is a guru being like the homeless person under the bridge who doesn't charge any money for his sermons, but he's a crazy person and no one listens to him because he looks homeless, charges nothing for his sermons and isn't on YouTube and doesn't have like a, a crowd of people following him. So I understand that there's like a self-fulfilling kind of, contradiction in that if you want to be taken seriously as a guru you have to look the part and looking the part kind of requires having a book or two and throngs of people who are kind of already into what you're doing and that costs money and marketing and i'm just having this like existential dilemma about <laughs> philosophy and marketing and how you can truly be a a benevolent philosopher but still be st Ah, God, I'm mixing it's, up like the need to eat dude. food. I'm, you know what? It is, it is, it is. You're right. It's the the sad part of it is, is that it, there there's no way to create or get yourself out there in a way that people will take you seriously. The amount of people that you need to reach to get a message across, unless you have money and you look like you make money, because otherwise, if you see a YouTube video, okay, there's two YouTube video thumbnails, right? And one is this is this person dressed up like looking nice, not like a fucking celebrity, but just like looking nice, has like a decent place, and and you know they're they're 
both and then the other the other YouTube thumbnail is this person who looks a little more haggard. You see that they're maybe out camping or something, and the video quality is very grainy. And the oh, and there's no title on that one either. Like the other well, one has like. That's what I was gonna say is oh, actually go a, a title for both of them, and the title for both of them is exactly the same, and it's uh, the key to a healthy mentality. And they can have the exact same message, but people are not gonna click on this dude who looks like he was the Unabomber on a camping trip because even even if the content was the same, and you're just watching, it's like I just. Is this working for you? It doesn't seem like you're doing that great right now. Whereas this person, and that's honestly just a product of our times. I mean, it. it but you're saying that both videos would have the same content too? It's just the way that they're oh, presented? Yeah. yeah, yes. Like, I'm 100% sure. That's the problem is that, you know, you there, there are, uh, it's, it's the same in everything. And that's just the way we are nowadays with social media and the internet is that, there are so much more access to so many things, but only the things that present themselves well get the recognition. I mean, for fuck's sake, even with uh, comics, even in our industry, I could, I could, if 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 Marvel made Spellslinger the same concept, the same uh, g- gimmick with the wands, I can admit it's a gimmick. The same everything, you know, and they put that out. No one's gonna give a shit about Spellsinger. I guarantee you. Oh, dude, can we talk about that? I went through the same thing this week. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Hollywood Handbook, and I learn. I'm listening to like some of the back uh, episodes from like 2019, and they're making a joke about how the producer Kevin, Chef Kevin, has his own podcast, and it got on like the Vulture Top 200 podcast or something like that of of 2019, and. I got so, I was having such a fun time. I was listening to Hollywood Handbook. I was laughing my ass off. And then I heard that and my mood just went straight to the floor, even though it has nothing to do with me. Chef Kevin's podcast has nothing to do with me. But the moment I heard it, I was like, oh, he has a popular podcast and it's got, <laughs> it's got three five-star reviews on, on Stitcher. And he's got interviews with like Paul F. Tompkins and Lauren Lapkus and all these people. And and he's in the Earwolf network, so he's able to just interview all these celebrities over and over again. And he's got all the equipment and all the networking, and oh, must be nice. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, <laughs> you don't get to be mad at another person for succeeding at something that you are barely trying to do. But I feel like that's a human thing. I don't know. I've been experiencing it my whole freaking life. We've talked about it on here before. Is like mm-hmm. if someone else is doing really well at something that I even tried doing or even thought about trying doing, I hate them. And that's so unhealthy. And I I feel like, I think I talked to you about that already and I don't remember how I coped around it, but just that Chef Kevin's podcast has nothing to do with me. And I would love to be on it. <laughs> I yeah, I moved I, here wanting to be Chef Kevin. I wanted to be I wanted to be a podcast producer. I wanted to be the the guy who sat in the booth and got picked on. But you will someday. You Thank you. <laughs> you can pick fine. on me now. We can practice. Exactly. Well, yeah. But I mean, the 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 you know the point I was trying to make is that like it's the presentation such a sad part of it that like. I think in this day and age, you cannot be a benevolent or pure anything because the only way I feel like you can reach people and not be charging people 
Because if you have millions and billions of dollars, which you need to get from somewhere, well, that's it. I so is that is that an unhealthy thing that I've associated with money? That it, needing money suddenly removes the like ethics from whatever you're doing. Like, oh well, he's doing it for the money, quote unquote. Like, I think you can do it for two reasons. It's it's I really do think it's just how you're looking at it, because you can I can see someone who I feel like is so apparently doing it. Like, OK, well, we'll take a situation where it's one of those philosophers you're talking about, because um, I can't remember names. Alan Thompson, Alan Watts, Alan Watts. And, OK, my cat left. And, you know, Alan, Alan Watts is charging people for his book because ABC and he wants to get the message out because he wants people to feel better. And blank, I'm like, I can see that. And I, I can very quickly think, oh, this is a cool thing. Wow, he's got a lot of people following him. Wow, this must work for somebody. This this usually shit doesn't work for me and he's charging me for it. That seems a little weird. I feel like it'd be more generous if he's putting it out for free. But then I realized that like, if it's working for people, then I guess it doesn't really matter. I can look at it as this cash grab kind of like, ooh, I'm going to get a bunch of people who are down in luck and follow me. I could also look at it as, hey, this guy's trying to make money to to push this thing that he wants to share with people because he wants to help them and he doesn't have any other money. And this is probably the best way for him to put in the time and the energy to produce something that people will listen to. Or I can look at it from the like another side where I go, oh my God, he's making people happy. I don't care if he's doing this for money. Yeah, that's the thing that I feel like you're making me realize is is what I have to decide is like, at the end of the day, yeah, no one's perfect, unfortunately. You want to believe that like these people who stand up on, on pedestals and talk in front of everybody, you want to believe that everything that you see of them on movies or in uh, like books and uh, panels and stuff is true. But the truth is that, like, yeah, nobody's perfect, and so it's more about just what they're saying. If it resonates with me, if something... You're hitting on a really good nugget here, which is that if Swami Ramdas says something that resonates with me so much that I feel like a a calmness that lasts me an entire day, I I need to hold on to what those words meant to me when I learn that he also charges two grand for a Maui retreat that a lot of celebrities go to. Yikes. And yeah, right? But but that doesn't erase the effect that it... it yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't, at least. It should. I mean, it does, but that's the thing. It's, again, it's perspective. It does for some people. I think that it's it's also the same with any media. I think that you know, you can think something... I was talking about this with my dad the other day, too, because people have a hard time criticizing something they like because the criticisms typically come across as an attack, which is understandable. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a bit easier for me because a lot of stuff I liked growing up is shitty, and I'm okay with that. But I still get defensive. But on that note, if you and I... If this were a fucking Kingdom Hearts... I don't know why we'd ever fucking. Ooh, that. that's a good we're idea. We're talking about that shit. Um, you better believe I'd be like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is dumb as hell. The writing's stupid. Story's convoluted. Plot holes everywhere. The graphics and through are terrible. But I could go on, I, dude. I could go on for days. But I love, I love Kingdom Hearts three. But that's the thing is that it's 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 what I it's that's one of the situations where it's what I got out of. It. It's my perspective. Yeah, do I think that Square Enix 
uh, does shitty cash grabs? Oh, yeah, I do. Do I think that they have really bad management with their production? Yes, I also do. And do I feel like we got ripped off of, like, the last three games? Yes, I do. And that's okay because these games all gave me something. And so it's shitty, but I'm willing to spend money on it because with Final Fantasy XV, I got something. Or with Kingdom Hearts 3, I got something. I got Final Fantasy VII Remake. I like it. I actually really like it. Some shit I don't like about it, but overall, it's filling me. It's like, I feel like I'm hanging out with me from my high school self, and I get to say, like, if if me from high school was like, these are the kind of things I like. Big swords, lady, monk lady, (laughs) and gun arm, another big sword, long silver hair, like, just going on with it. I get to be like, "Those, those can be cool, but, like, let's just work on it a little bit so it's a little more palatable and that's what final fantasy 7 remake means to me that's not even what it does oh that's a great feel that's a great perspective the video game analogy is great i feel like i've been uh monopolizing this whole episode did you have something that you wanted to anything specific that you went through that you want to talk about Oh yeah, so I will say that I will say this much. I don't know when the solo episode, my first solo episode, is going to air. Is it evergreen? I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Is it like really important to the time that you recorded it, or can we release no, it I, sometime I, down the road? I I even mentioned in it that I don't know when it's going to come out because it doesn't matter because it's okay, a feeling good. that I have all the time. I'll have it again. I'll probably have it later this week. I could have it tomorrow, but. It was tying into what we were talking about with plateauing and to avoid kind of getting into everything that I talked about in it. The main idea was that I need to get better at giving myself a break. Mm. And I've learned over this last week that maybe I work a little too much. And what, does play... well, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? To, to give everyone the, the day-to-day for how no, so, lives his uh, life. What? You can do that. Sorry. No, I meant what does a break mean to you? I was curious. I want to know the fun oh, part. <laughs> a break to me means that I am completely intaking. It, it, to some extent, sometimes it means I'm not even playing video games. It still requires output. I, sometimes the, my pinnacle of relaxation is watching a TV show, falling asleep just at some point through it, waking up, and being like, oh, cool, it's this episode. And then I watch a bit, and then maybe I fall asleep again. And I wake up later, and I'm like, okay, cool. Then I watch for a couple hours, and I fall asleep. I get up, I eat, I get a drink. I don't know. That, that to me, is perfect relaxation. I am not putting anything into anything that I'm doing. Unfortunately, every other part of my life requires me to output a little bit. So whether that's even talking to people takes a lot of energy out of me. Video games requires thought and input and reflexes, which is fun, but takes stuff out of me. Drawing takes a shit ton out of me. Work takes a shit ton out of me. So ugh, at the end of the day, I just want to take a day where I'm not, I don't have a thing that's coming up at three or I don't have a, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to try to. But that's really cool that you parsed it down into input and output. Cause I've always felt that way. I've always felt like there's, you have two options. It used to be, you know, when I come home from work, you have two options. You can either consume something someone else has created or you can create something new. That's that's it. There's two options. And, like, yeah. all the things fall into those two buckets. And so, yeah, hearing you put it even more succinctly as input and output, that's really – I like that. 
Yeah, that was that was mostly what I learned recently because it's it's my body is starting to heavily reject the fact that I I am pretty much only outputting except from when I sleep, and I need to be more efficient with my time, but also respect the fact that once a week I want to have one day where there's not a call I have to make or I'm not trying to rush to play a game or I don't need to watch something or read something or draw something. And if I if I draw on this day, awesome. But I just want it to be something where I'm doing it because I can, not because there's a deadline. Yeah, or because you want to, because you had the time and you felt like centered, present. Yeah. yeah. I just want like a, I just want like an input based day with output things involved if I so choose. I'm gonna try to go back to making those Sundays. So on Sundays I just don't I'm not even gonna make plans with people anymore. I'll talk a bit. I just don't wanna fucking I just don't wanna do it. That sounds good. Are you like scheduling your days seven days a week? Right now, yes. Oh my god, man. And I Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know, man. As, anyway, I that's again, so different I don't than touch what too I'm much experiencing. My solo episode, because otherwise, why listen to it? But okay. as as a as a as a as a preface to that, or however, Kate, however you've listened to these episodes, um, I'll just I'll just highlight it by saying uh, to everyone out there, uh, it, please don't feel guilty about taking a day off. That's all. That's all. Yeah. No. Why is it so freaking hard? Honestly, God, because the other half of it is I'm so f- grateful that I even have a job, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the idea of taking a day off, like, there's there's someone who I could just go, hey, do you want this day's paycheck? Ugh. But that's not, I don't know. I mean, it's perspective. No, it is. I've been I've- trying to journal more, too. It was funny. Oh, oh keep going because I, I have something i want to say about that too i hadn't journaled since i was looking in my journal and it says march 27th and the next entry is february 27th <laughs> so it's more than a journal yeah so now it's it's been uh the 27th 28th 29th it's been every day oop hey toby 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 sorry about that get out of there get back to the basketball court <laughs> i was worried he was gonna like hang up on you that would have sucked no, he's he's fine. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. I'm sorry school shut down. Um I uh I was gonna say that actually yesterday, yesterday I was so mad. There was a point during the day where I opened a Word document and I just typed out a narrative of how I was feeling. Oh yeah? And I wrote like a page and a half and I went, cool, cool. I deleted it. Felt so much better. Oh man, I've done that. Ow. Uh, it's it's really nice. I never thought I'd be that person. I grew up in a family that just didn't wasn't too open about how they were feeling for various reasons, and so I just I'm not used to that. And I'm, I'm starting to learn that there are parts of it I like, there are parts of it I don't. That was nice. Well, that's something that I'm I realized or am realizing is like I I've spent I'm only 29, but I've spent so much of my time since since I realized that I had, since I was told that I have anxiety and depression and I was given a face to all these things that I've been going through, been spending so much time 
trying to find like all of the tools and pieces I would need to find normalcy and be okay. And I feel like I have them all. I feel like I know how to meditate. I know mindfulness. I have like a hundred tricks. And sometimes my anxiety and depression is so desperate to stay alive that I, I, I know how to do all those things and I don't want to. And that's what I was going through this morning is, is that that's the only way that's the mental gymnastics I can translate. What I'm going through is that like, why don't I want to feel better? Don't I want to feel better? It's like the writing thing that we're saying at the beginning, you want to be a writer? Well then write, you want to feel better? Well then feel better. Meditate. Yeah. Uh, be not, mindful. And I just couldn't. So not fair. This morning, it was so frustrating. And I wish I had just reached out to you. But yeah, it, it, it helped to like uh, personify it as like, oh, it's just like really trying to stay alive, and it's using its like Loki mind tricks to like veil itself as, oh yeah, no, you know how to do it, but that's not really going to help. That's too hard. That's too much. What if you screw up and, and it's worse now? And all of these things make sense as you're lying there face down on the bed. But like with clarity now, as I'm recording this podcast, looking at my words on a piece of paper, it's like, it's so silly. I know what to do, but sometimes it's, I don't want to feel better. Do you ever feel like that, man? Yeah, that's such a good way to talk about it, too. I hadn't considered that, but it is really like with me, my depression will mask itself and I'll be depressed. And it's like, you know, it would help is or like or like I'll have a, a an outing. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I would have had an outing with friends and my depression comes around like a fucking ring wraith or some shit around my on my shoulder. It's like, you don't want to go out. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's like you feel like shit? I'm like, I do feel like shit. And it even, and then I go, but, but wait, uh, depression, Wraith, wouldn't I feel better if I went out and like, yeah, I'd be forcing myself at first. It's like worm tongue whispering in your ears. (laughs) My, I, my friends make me happy. So after forcing it for maybe 15 minutes, I, I genuinely feel happy. Right. And it goes, no, those were false times. Then I go, you're right. Those were false times. And it's like, you want to be depressed. And I'm like, I do want to be depressed. And I, and then I go, Hey guys, I'm feeling depressed. I'm not hanging out today. And my friends are all very sweet. And they're always like, all right, feel better. Let's don't be Nathan. And I'm like, fuck you guys. And then I just go cry because like, I, I have decided that the best way for me to, air quote feel better is to <laughs> make myself as far away from things that I know would help me as possible. Right? Because, yeah. because it's like, um, Oh my God. And this kind of falls back into what we were saying about marketing too, about like how, uh, medical, how medicine commercials market depression. You know, there's the Zoloft, like little bouncing ball and like, Oh, all the other little bouncing balls want to hang out with him, but he's just so sad. Or the one where it's like, um, a bunch of people at the table and the dad holds up a smiling, like happy face, but behind the smiling, happy face, he's frowning. (laughs) The one that I hate that sticks with me still is the one where the depression is a robe where it's this like, warm like encompassing thing that goes especially like around you around your sleeves and it's this shell that tells you and that like really convinces you i am warm i am safe this inside of this is where you'll be okay and everything out there might be better 
but it'll be colder. And as long as you're nice and warm in the warmth of my robe depression, then at least you won't be cold of whatever's out there. Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a heater on the other side of the cold, but it'll be cold for that little bit. And it's that never like stuck that never, that always stuck with me. Cause you're right. It is. It's a liar. It's a Loki. It's a temptress. Yeah. Not even a fun temptress. No, it's the worst kind of temptress. It's the worst kind of temptress. It's the one that looks like Baba Yaga and like entices you to come into the hotel room and you think they're beautiful, but your twin sees what they really are and they're this gross gnarled crone. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you, 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 I think you did a great job saying it the first time, but it is, I do feel that way because there's so many times where I, I just, I have better judgment and I just go, no, that's, it's, no. Yeah. It's, and it's, there's it's like, there's not even a fucking reason for it. It's like the muscles, I don't know, for me, the muscles start to just like, they, they start to really feel comfortable with not moving. And the idea of moving them just becomes so tiresome. And, and yeah, it's so helpful for me to just go, oh, it's this little virus, little noid, little uh, pizza pizza that wants to stay alive and it'll say whatever it, it can to do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Toby has almost stopped recording twice now, so uh, let's try to wrap it up. Did you have any final Toby, thoughts? Toby, get out of here. Get back to your Fortnite game. <laughs> God, eight-year-olds are so crazy. Did you have any final thoughts? Um, I have a final thought seven. Um, <laughs> I think that we're in a state where we're all a little different, and I think that as long as you're not hurting anybody... We need to allow ourselves the justifications for what's going to help us feel better. An example is we had our token meeting and I had brought up scheduling because I was trying to figure out a way to get myself a buffer and Kyle and Brian who are picking up on that is like, dude, or well, I mean, you, you definitely front run this, inf- this idea. So thank you. But Kyle is like, how about we, I was put out pages Tuesdays and Thursdays and Brian's like, yeah, I mean, that sounds great. And I, I took that as like, that's what I wanted. So now I'm going to push back on it because like, <laughs> I don't want it. But if they say it, we're all, we're all in on this together. So I just have to deal with it. And like, that was my justification for accepting that idea. And I posted an update about it on Instagram. And when I sent it, I went, ah, you have no integrity. And then I went, who cares though? It's Kyle's idea. And Brian thought it was good. So you don't need to feel bad. But at the end of the day, I'm so grateful. That was a great post too. I thought it was a super cute, like extended post. It shows that like you really care about your fandom, that you're updating them about your releases. I totally, I was like, oh wow, that that was, that means a lot. It would mean a lot to me. Hey, any any spell singer fans out there? I love you guys. Yeah, I really do. Oh God, take be, this adventure with us. That'd be pretty cool if there were people who reached out to us at Kyle and Connor on Twitter or Instagram, or emailed us at feelingitoutpod at gmail <laughs> There, I got it. Yeah, or or if you reached out through Token Studios Instagram or. Not Twitter, because that one's still just mine. I mean, sure, go say hi or, or say you hate it. I don't know. I'll be like, cool, thanks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Crying, Bye. Crying, more Bye. Crying, 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 <laughs> feeling it out.